The Castle of Indolence by James Thompson, from the World's Best Poetry, Volume 6, Fancy and Sentiment, Part 1, read for LibriVox.org by Jason in Panama as the narrator, and Thomas Peter as the wizard. The Castle of Indolence from Canto 1 The castle height of indolence and its false luxury, where for a little time, alas, we lived right jollily. O mortal man who livest here by toil, do not complain of this thy hard estate, that like an emmet thou must ever moil, is a sad sentence of an ancient date. And, certes, there is for it reason great, for though sometimes it makes thee weep and wail, and curse thy star, and early drudge and late, withouten that would come a heavier bale, loose life unruly passions and diseases pale in lowly dale fast by a river's side with woody hill o'er hill encompassed round a most enchanting wizard did abide than whom a fiend more fell is nowhere found it was i ween a lovely spot of ground and there a season atween june and may half pranked with spring with summer half embrowned, a listless climate made, where sooth to say no living wight could work, ne cared even for play. Was not around but images of rest, sleep-soothing groves and quiet lawns between, and flowery beds that slumbrous influenced kest, from poppies breathed and beds of pleasant green, where never yet was creeping creature seen. Meantime, unnumbered glittering streamlets played, and hurled everywhere their waters sheen, that, as they bickered through the sunny glade, though restless still themselves, a lulling murmur made. Joined to the prattle of the purling rills were heard the lowing herds along the vale, and flocks loud bleeding from the distant hills, and vacant shepherds piping in the dale and now and then sweet philomel would wail or stock doves plain amid the forest deep that drowsy rustled to the sighing gale and still a coil the grasshopper did keep yet all these sounds iblent inclined all to sleep full in the passage of the vale above a sable silent solemn forest stood where naught but shadowy forms was seen to move as idless fancied in her dreaming mood, and up the hills on either side, a wood of blackening pines, I waving to and fro, sent forth a sleepy horror through the blood, and where this valley winded out below, the murmuring main was heard, and scarcely heard, to flow. A pleasing land of drowsy head it was, of dreams that wave before the half-shut eye, and of gay castles in the clouds that pass forever flushing round a summer sky there eke the soft delights that witchingly instill a wanton sweetness through the breast and the calm pleasures always hovered nigh but whate'er smacked of noyance or unrest was far far off expelled from this delicious nest the landscape such inspiring perfect ease where indolence for so the wizard height close hid his castle mid embowering trees that half shut out the beams of phoebus bright 
and made a kind of checkered day and night meanwhile unceasing at the massy gate beneath a spacious palm the wicked wight was placed and to his lute of cruel fate and labor harsh complained lamenting man's estate thither continual pilgrims crowded still from all the roads of earth that pass thereby for as they chanced to breathe on neighboring hill the freshness of this valley smote their eye and drew them ever and anon more nigh till clustering round the enchanter false they hung emolton with his siren melody while o'er the enfeebling lute his hand he flung and to the trembling chords these tempting verses sung behold ye pilgrims of this earth behold see all but man with unearned pleasure gay see her bright robes the butterfly unfold broke from her wintry tomb in prime of may what youthful bride can equal her array who can with her for easy pleasure vie from mead to mead with gentle wing to stray from flower to flower on balmy gales to fly is all she has to do beneath the radiant sky behold the merry minstrels of the morn the swarming songster of the careless grove ten thousands throats that from the flowering thorn him their good god and carol sweet of love such grateful kindly raptures them may move they neither plough nor sow nay fit for flail ere to the barn the nodden sheaves they drove yet there's each harvest dancing in the gale whatever crowns the hill or smiles along the vale outcast of nature man the wretched thrall of bitter dropping sweat of sweltry pain of cares that eat away the heart with gall and of the vices an inhuman train that all proceed from savage thirst of gain for when hard-hearted interest first began to poison earth astraea left the plain guile violence and murder seized on man and for soft milky streams with blood the rivers ran come ye who still the cumbrous load of life push hard uphill but as the farthest steep you trust again and put an end to strife down thunders back the stone with mighty sweep and hurls your labours to the valley deep forever vain come and without in fee i in oblivion will your sorrows steep your cares your toils will steep you in a sea of full delight oh come ye weary whites to me with me you need not rise at early dawn 
to pass the joyless day in various towns or louting low on upstart fortune fawn and sell fair honour for some paltry pounds or through the city take your dirty rounds to cheat and dun and lie and visit pay now flattering base now giving secret wounds or prowl in courts of law for human prey in venal senate thieve or rob on broad highway no cocks with me to rustic labour call from village on to village sounding clear to tardy swain no shrill-voiced matron squall no dogs no babes no wives to stun your ear no hammer's thump no horrid blacksmith's seer Nay, noisy tradesmen, your sweet slumbers start with sounds that are a misery to hear. But all is calm as would delight the heart of Sybarite of old, all nature and all art. Hear not but candor reigns, indulgent ease, good natured lounging sauntering up and down they who are pleased themselves must always please on others ways they never squint a frown nor heed what haps in hamlet or in town thus from the source of tender indolence with milky blood the heart is overflown is soothed and sweetened by the social sense for interest, envy, pride, and strife are banished hence. What, what is virtue but repose of mind, a pure ethereal calm that knows no storm, above the reach of wild ambition's wind, above those passions that this world deform and torture man? a proud malignant worm but here instead soft gales of passion play and gently stir the heart thereby to form a quicker sense of joy as breezes stray across the enlivened skies and make them still more gay the best of men have ever loved repose they hate to mingle in the filthy fray where the soul sours and gradual rancor grows embittered more from peevish day to day even those whom fame has lent a fairest ray the most renowned of worthy whites of yore from a base world at last have stolen away so scipio to the soft cumean shore retiring tasted joy he never knew before but if a little exercise you choose some zest for ease tis not forbidden here amid the groves you may indulge the muse or tend the blooms and deck the vernal year or softly stealing with your watery gear along the brooks the crimson-spotted fry you may delude. 
the whilst amused you hear now the hoarse stream and now the zephyrs sigh attuned to the birds and woodland melody oh grievous folly to heap up estate losing the days you see beneath the sun when sudden comes blind unrelenting fate and gives the untasted portion you have won with ruthless toil and many a wretch undone to those who mock you gone to pluto's reign there with sad ghosts to pine and shadows done but sure it is of vanities most vain to toil for what you here untoiling may obtain he ceased but still their trembling ears retained the deep vibrations of his witching song that by a kind of magic power constrained to enter in pell-mell the listening throng heaps poured on heaps and yet they slipped along in silent ease as when beneath the beam of summer moons the distant woods among or by some flood all silvered with the gleam the soft embodied fays through airy portal stream by the smooth demon so it ordered was and here his baneful bounty first began though some there were who would not further pass and his alluring baits suspected han the wise distrust the too fair spoken man yet through the gate they cast a wistful eye not to move on perdie is all they can for do their very best they cannot fly but often each way look and often sorely sigh the rooms with costly tapestry were hung where was inwoven many a gentle tale such as of old the rural poets sung or of arcadian or sicilian vale reclining lovers in the lonely dale poured forth at large the sweetly tortured heart or sighing tender passion swelled the gale and taught charmed echo to resound their smart while flocks woods streams around repose and peace impart each sound too here to languishment inclined lulled the weak bosom and induced ease aerial music in the warbling wind at distance rising oft by small degrees nearer and nearer came till o'er the trees it hung and breathed such soul-dissolving airs as did alas with soft perdition please entangled deep in its enchanting snares the listening heart forgot all duties and all cares a certain music never known before here lulled the pensive melancholy mind full easily obtained behooves no more but sidelong to the gently waving wind to lay the well-tuned instrument reclined from which with airy flying fingers light beyond each mortal touch the most refined the god of winds drew sounds of deep delight whence with just cause the harp of aeolus it height ah me what hand can touch the string so fine who up the lofty diapson roll such sweet such sad such solemn airs divine then let them down again into the soul now rising love they fanned now pleasing dole they breathed 
In tender musings through the heart, And now a graver sacred strain they stole, As when seraphic hands a hymn impart, Wild warbling nature all above the reach of art. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.